I am one of the co-founders and chief operating officer for the Stafford Boxing Club Incorporated, our nonprofit organization, which is a yearly mentoring program for at-risk youth in the community. So we will be able to teach financial literacy, communication, discipline, decision-making, as well as campaigning for a premium education. These are the foundation for the Stafford Boxing Club, these 20 mentees in our program here at Panola Way Elementary School. 20 years from now, Stafford Boxing mentees will be known across the world. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Marvelous Monday. Motivation Monday. That too. That's marvelous. Motivating. Marvelous Motivation Monday. Monday. A great beginning. The For start. a great show, the Stafford Show. Ooh, bars. That's always going to. Bars. Bars. Okay, Got bars. I, I'll give it to you. I'll give you bars. that one right there. Hello and welcome. I am Sheila Stafford, also known as Lady Stafford. I'm Stafford, Big Stafford, Georgia State Senate candidate for District 43. No cappuccino. Yes, so that is DeKalb County, which is Lithonia and Stonecrest, mm -hmm. along with Rockdale County and Newton County. Yes, indeed. Yes, that's indeed. a that's a lot going on right there. Man, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. It is. It's a blessing. And a big responsibility. A big responsibility. But before we get into that, mm -hmm. let's comment on the fight that we saw with Ryan Garcia. And you know what? And I'm so glad that you said that because I did watch it and the going back and forth with Oscar De La, De La Hoya yeah. and Bernard. Ryan, because he had put something out on Twitter saying that he was concerned, this was before the fight, okay. that he was concerned about Ryan Garcia and Ryan Garcia's mental health. Mm. And then of course he included that Ryan has already put it out there mm. that he has dealt with some mental health issues from the fight with Javante Davis. Yeah, period. Even okay. before that, okay. he admitted that he was dealing with some mental health issues. You know what, Sheila? Yes. Not to cut you off, okay. but you know, talking with people in the community, right? Oh yeah. And just seeing the things that goes on in, in the community, particularly mm -hmm. where we live at, right? Mm -hmm. It's a predominantly African American community, right? And we see a lot of people with mental health issues. Right. right, and that's a question that I wanted to ask you too concerning your three platforms, which is? Education, mm -hmm. safety, public safety, right. and relationships. Right, yeah. so we are gonna talk about that, but we first wanted to talk about this Ryan Garcia fight. And Oscar also has another fighter, which I am very impressed with, but let's go back. Let's pump the brakes. Ah! Let's take it back. Ryan Garcia, his fight, I'm not gonna lie. I did, I did enjoy it. I did. I did think it was somewhat entertaining. But I am glad that he won. But there are some things that he really needs to work on, but Oscar does too. Whatever they have going on they really need to just take care of that before any of his fights because if you're going back and forth and then you're being spiteful like during the press conference oscar de la hoya put his hands over his eyes and just making faces while ryan is talking and then whatever you all are going back and forth behind closed doors that's not healthy that's not a healthy relationship for anybody so if you want your fighter to win and be stable minded and locked into their training and just positive things the your fighter has to be surrounded by positive people that believe in the fighter yeah but you know 
boxing is a sport where it's not about how a person feels. They're not into feelings. They are into providing an entertainment. And so boxing is a combat sport. But I get that. But I have to disagree with you on that. I understand that it's not a feeling because your emotions can get out of hand and then your feelings can be all over the place. But that's the sale, too. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is I believe Ryan Garcia could have did better. OK, so I'm glad that you said that because I had an opportunity to look at the fight and I was I wasn't. I was happy that Ryan Garcia got back into the ring. Yeah, me too. To compete, right? And he fought a fighter that I felt like didn't throw a lot of punches, specifically when he was, you know, coming in. You know, it's kind of like he was doing the peekaboo, but he was he was he was moving, but he wasn't punching. And so my thought process was, what if Ryan fought a fighter that threw punches who was, you know, you know, doing a pick and boost, you know, boxing style and was able to land some good solid punches. He'll on be him. in trouble. He'll be in trouble. The other thing that I saw that was alarming to me was Ryan kept turning his side, right? He kept turning True. around. And I thought that, that was very dangerous. And so the referee, he interfered, excuse me, he he jumped in to intervene with the two fighter fighters because Oscar kept what, hitting him that? on the yeah, hitting him in the yeah, back of his yeah. head but that's ryan's that's, fault that's though Ryan too fault, you know what i'm saying but some of the punches you know were kind of low punches as well yes but overall i i thought that the uh the referee did a phenomenal job now oscar when he got knocked down and he was waiting for the 10 count he waited until the referee said 10 and then he began to get up and then that's when the referee right. waved it off but Overall, I just felt like Ryan wasn't as sharp as I would like him to be. But that's something that him and his trainer, Derek James, has to, you know, go in the lab and kind of work mm -hmm. those things out. But for the most part, he was able to get a knockdown from, you know, the, from his opponent. So I'm, you know, happy for him. But when I saw the fight, I just felt like Ryan didn't want to make a mistake. He didn't want to lose in front of his fans, particularly he was in Houston. And But uh, on the flip side of that, I believe that uh, Oscar De La Hoya um, identified a great market to host that fight, being that Houston, Texas is close to the Mexi Mexico borderline, and there was a, a, a large number of Hispanics to come out and support that event. So it was a great fight. The main card was Ryan Garcia, but other fights that was on that fighting card, you said that you had liked it, the other fighter. Oh yeah, Showfield. Yeah, he was pretty good too, and I think that he got a. a you he know, has great potential. Got great potential to become very special in the sport of boxing, and so. But overall, I really, you know, you did hear some boos now. Yeah, and the, another thing now. that I believe that Ryan Garcia can learn from Floyd Mayweather is when he gets backed up in the corner mm -hmm. and when he gets backed up on the ring. That's what was going through my mind because I was thinking about Floyd Mayweather when that happens. Mm -hmm. And Ryan, he's just, of course, a little bit tense. And also when, first of all, I don't understand, like I get the reason why you have your hands up like this, right? Well, you have to put them down a little bit. Yeah, no, no, no. Cause he, no, I'm saying like he, at times Ryan would have them like this, then he'll have them down like this. Yeah. But of course, with your lead hand, your fist is going to be up just a little bit higher. And then, of course, your elbow is going to be on your side. So that way, when someone throws a hook, at least you can, you know, twist your body and block go like this and block mm -hmm. it. And then, of course, your rear hand will be down just a little bit lower. And of course, the same thing. Now, when your opponent is actually throwing a jab, then you can't be tense. So when they throw the jab, then this is when your palm of your hand. So it's kind of like they're hitting your hand and you're just pushing it just a tad bit, but yeah. not a lot. Yeah. And then you have to hurry up and put your hands back up. Yeah. So I don't understand why fighters are constantly putting their hands down like this. They need to be either like this at all times so i guess i don't know maybe it's something new that the fighters you remember um and antonio tarver yeah 
So he talked about how a lot of the new fighters, how they are not really focused on the techniques of mm. the art of boxing, right? Now, Shakur Stevenson, you know, he definitely mastered he, yeah. that type of style, right? He's, he's he's very fundamentally sound in the boxing, but at the same time, I believe Shakur had to understand that this is an entertainment. So when people pay pay-per-view dollars to watch that fight mm. with him, yes. he needs to bring more excitement, meaning not, you know, running. Mm. so to speak yeah i won't say that he's a runner yeah but that last fight did you know mm -hmm. he showed that i mean he outboxed him clearly yes let's be, you know let's be clear but i don't think shakur really gave the fans what they wanted and that was the the issue with you know uh the outcome of the fight so you had a lot of you know reputable people speak out against that but going back to what you were saying antonio tarver was saying that every time that he would make a comment about a young fighter and they technique or they style the young fighters of today feel like the older fighters are hating and i don't think that's the case i just think that when you've been to a level of greatness in championship boxing you train on that level and when you see things that other fighters are doing you want to give your opinion about it and so i think that our generation of today is more into their feelings, whether, uh, you know, just looking at it in terms of constructive criticism to make them better. That's facts. And we've definitely seen that for ourselves, which is another great topic when we get into what you have going on running for senator. But I also want to say that Natasha Jonas and Michaela Meyer, mm -hmm. they're going to be fighting in Janu um, January 20th. Okay. And they are seeking to have 12 rounds for three minutes as well. Cool. So Serrano, you have definitely started, started this thing. We're going to see how it goes. And we're just going to take it from there pretty much but back to what you were saying about the younger generation not embracing embracing mm -hmm. you know construct yes constructive criticism we have to have them to at least understand that some of the old school ways is still relevant now but mm -hmm. it just has a, a twist of and a little shot of new, mm -hmm. like with the new technology or whatnot. You can't get away from going through your hard times. You're not gonna get away from that. It's almost like they're saying, I just want the easy way. I want this. I don't wanna go through what my ancestors had to go through. I don't wanna go through what my parents or my grandparents had to go through. You're gonna have to and That's embrace it learn. learn and it'll make you stronger especially especially with your mental health as well correct it'll make you stronger and that's why i love the sport of boxing right yeah i love the sport of boxing because it can be used as a tool a vehicle to help people with mental issues a lot of times people don't have the right type of information or an outlet to release the things that they face in life and boxing is a sport where you can, you know, get off that aggression by hitting that punching bag, mm -hmm. um, you know, sparring with different other fighters, uh, jump rope, training, running, uh, speed bag. Um, you know, it's, it's a multiple things that I, I believe the sport of boxing, if used correctly, uh, can definitely attack and address the mental health issues that we are facing in our community. And so when I was talking about how, when we be driving, you know, in the community, bending corners here and there, and we see, you know, our people on the corner. And, you know, when you look at them, it's like, you know, from a mental standpoint, they out of here. And so um, it's very alarming and it's very disturbing. And so that's one of the things that inspires me to want to 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 run for uh, Georgia State Senate District 43. And as my wife alluded to is DeKalb County, uh, Lafonia. Stonecrest, Rockdale, and Newton County, which are predominantly African-American uh, counties. And so 90, I think it's like 95% percentage of yes. the uh, registered voters 
are Democrats. And so I'm not running as a Democrat. I'm running as a Republican. And so some people may say, well, Republican are racist or whatever. And you think of this, or think of that. And let me be clear. I am not. Uh, I am not a what we see. I'm not a sellout. I'm not an Uncle Tom. Not I'm, not, I'm not a coon. That's what uh, uh, what's his name? I'm not a do boy. I'm not a cornball. I'm none of that. I am a realist. That's what the R in Republican stands for for me being real. And also the letter R in Republican stands for relationships. In the state of Georgia, uh, the House is conservative Republicans. The 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 Senate is Republicans. The 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 governor is a Republican. And so when you have that type of power in the Georgia State Senate. The local government, which is the place where uh, laws and policies affect our community. Now, I think a lot of people in our community focus more on the uh, federal e election, which is which is great. But I think we need to focus more on the local. And so one of the things that I've been doing is asking people in the community, who is your Georgia state legislator? Oh, do you know who is your Georgia state senator um do you know what district you stay in etc no one knows these things and sheila you know what mm -hmm. i'm gonna tell you the truth <laughs> i am i am tired of our community black politicians only show up in the black community when it's time for elections you understand and I'm tired of seeing our black leaders when it's time for elections to play on the mental state of the black community because our community is full of trauma. And so you come in, you go to the black churches, you talk against this, you know, party, you say this, you say that, but yet you never can be found afterwards once you get into office what difference have you made in the community number one my platform is education so in district 43 i see a lack of a lack of infrastructure for the education system and what i mean by that is we're not preparing our kids for the digital era and also i may want to say some of the elders do want to embrace the new technology. They just don't have anyone or a place that they can go to where someone will actually have the patience, I should say, Yes. to teach them that as well. Or to add on to that, your state elected official responsibility is to uh, manage the budget, right? And so you come to the table and you create policies to help balance the budget. So if you part, once you become a senator or a house representative, you become part of different committees. And so one of the things that I like about myself is the ability to, to, to have relationships on both sides. I've already established, I have a history of successfully getting legislative bill passed, policies passed to, to help the community, the black community, right? Now, you may say, why is he always saying the black community? Because that's the community that I live in. The black constituents are the ones that's going to elect me into the Georgia State Capitol. And so I'm not a politician. I am a public servant. I have a heart to serve. I'm passionate about serving. I'm passionate about helping people. This is truly a calling from God. I never wanted to be a, into politics. I despised it. I ran, a, I ran away from it. But I always get joked when I go into the neighborhood in the hood and they be like, boy, you sound like a politician. Not knowing that they were speaking that over my life, mm -hmm. right? And so that's why you have to be careful of what people speak over your life. And so one of the other things that i'm real proud of is like people in the community have said to me on numerous occasions when i told them what my aspirations were 
They said, Stafford, I'm going to vote for you because of you. I, I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't care nothing about the Democrat and the Republican situation. I'm voting for you. And for me, that feels great. Like, my name card, right? My my face value in the community means something that people just going to vote for me just because of who I am and what I've meant to the community. And so I think that gives me another leverage. The other thing is that, like I say, by me being running as a Republican, and Republican is not a bad word. It just, you know, you got Democrats, you got Republicans. And so someone may say, well, why are you running as a Republican? Or why are you a Republican? I am a Republican because of Frederick Douglass. I, I'm just admired by him. I am a man who had no father coming up. My father was a heroin addict. You got to understand, I'm a, I'm a product of foster, foster care system, the juvenile detention center, uh, excuse me, uh, Texas Youth Commission, because I'm from Houston. Um, I was awarded to the state. My mother abandoned me. I was physically abused. I was mentally abused. And thank God I was never sexually abused. My spirit was broken. I've experienced so much um, obstacles in life that the normal person would have just gave up, would have had a mental issue, would have turned to drugs, alcohol. Me, I turned to books, I turned to reading. I wanted to, I knew that it was up in here, so I had to I had to read. I I was just passionate about reading and education. And what troubles me is that I see in the black community is that we don't have a passion for education. You know, every time I turn on, well, I don't watch TV, but every time I'm on the internet, I'm always seeing something about the Cab County uh, school system. And let me be clear, the Cab County School District has been amazing to us, the Stafford Boxing Club mentoring program. We have been able to establish a good relationship. So I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the other things that goes on. And so when I'm elected as Georgia State Senator for District 43, I would like to have conversations with the Board of Education. I would like to have a conversation with the, the Cab County School District about how can we make this school system better? What can I do to serve you guys? How can I go to the Georgia State Capitol and speak with my colleagues and ask what type of policies that we can come up with to help the Cab County School District? Because they need some resources. They need some, 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 some resources. So that's my pledge as running for Georgia State uh, Senator for District 43. So, okay, so you talked about the education for the youth mm -hmm. and the research that we have done has also proven that the youth that has in higher education will also be less likely to commit a crime and to be arrested, as well as those that are already locked up, if they do get any type of education, when they come out, it'll be less likely that they would commit another crime and enter back in, as well as we just finished talking about the our the retirees, mm -hmm. because we do have some that are retired as well, and they do want to learn, like I just said before, some technology, some type of education as well. So with all that, with the education, your next one is the public safety. Oh, before I tackle that question, that's a great question. I, I also wanna say that District 43 needs resources to prepare the next uh, generation for the digital world. And what I mean by that is that a lot of kids may not go to a traditional four-year college like a Georgia State University or Georgia Tech or a UGA or West Georgia or Kennesaw State, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So what I'm seeing more so than ever before is the technical uh, side, meaning like the trade, Right. So you can go and you can get certificates right. to learn about different programs, mm -hmm. particularly in the cybersecurity world, world, which is a huge untapped uh, industry. And minorities are not visible in this type of industry. 
So I believe that providing the resources and the training at an early age could address that, mm -hmm. right? Which leads me into the public safety, right? right? The other thing is that we don't have a lot of organizations in our community to uh, allow kids to, you know, have an outlet. So that's why we are working hard with the Stafford Boxing Club, mentoring right? Program. Mentoring program so that we can have a facility, a place to come in after school and during the summer where we can provide them with extra help with their homework and also give them another alternative, mm -hmm. right? So as Porter said, that boxing has been a huge uh, tool in the inner cities that has turned a lot of kids to world champions. Correct. So we want to, you know, add on to that, but not only making them world champions in boxing, but making them world champions in life. Financial literacy is, is definitely important because in our community, we are so materialistic. We, we, we talk about the bag, we talk about this, but we don't have that financial literacy uh, component to help us manage money. So savings, we have to talk about savings. Savings is a very important subject that we teach in the Stafford Boston Club mentoring program because one day there will be a rainy day. You just can't spend, 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 spend. You got to save. So teaching our mentees in our program about saving at an early age is a tool that they can use in their toolbox. The other thing is about that self-control. So in our community, particularly District 43, you talked about public safety. There is a high percentage of youth. Yeah, crime. Crime. At a, I mean, each year is going up, 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 up. So I'm trying to figure out where are our state senators? Where are our House representatives? Why are we not tackling this issue? Because what has what is going to happen is the state of Georgia spends about a hundred and let me see, I think it was like a hundred and thirty-five thousand a year per child to house a youth defendant in the Department of Juvenile Justice. Hmm. But yet they will not allow that type of money to be invested into programs or the public school system because I was doing the research and as a charter school, you get less money than you do with the public school. Hmm. So I'm trying to figure out like, you know, why is this happening in our community? Right? So public safety is very important because in this district, Kids are robbing folks as they come out the uh, the store on uh, the Walmart. What is it? 1340 store number 1340. They have to close early. It's just businesses, period. Got to close early because customers coming out the store are being harassed or being robbed or being, you know, cars being breaking into, et cetera, et cetera. So that means that the education system is, is failing. Number two is that we're not uh, having enough programs in our community to help support these kids and give them an outlet instead of doing things to hurt themselves in the long run. And what I mean by that, let me explain, is when these kids get into trouble, they go through the process. You go first, you go to juvenile detention center, then you got a court date, then you got to go go up in front of the judge. Now, the judge is going to say, well, what's up with the parents? Why the parents ain't involved? What, what, what well, that, well, that's going to go into the relationship. So that's your next. Yeah. So but the parents are working some most of these kids are in single home parents, single uh, parenting homes. And so the mother got to work two, three jobs, et cetera. But back in the day, I remember that there were like the boys and girl clubs, you know, the YMCA. There were a lot of organizations. Just, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say period that you know dancing, dancing, uh the rec center. I don't even hear about the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts I don't, anymore. Yeah, we, you know, that has been tarnished, you know what I mean? So it's a lot going on. And then like the uh the pub the, the parks and recreation. So they just uh renovated 
yes. of Salem yes. over there. So we see some renovation going on, but it's not a lot of parks around in, in the community. So everything is commercialized. Everybody trying to make a property, et cetera. So you have, you know, these LA fitness, these crunches, these planet fitness, but it's nothing for the kids. kids. And then they do have the, um, the babysitting room, the daycare, but they only operate for um, a few hours a day. And I don't even know how many days out the week, but also with public safety as well. I know we, I don't know where certain cameras are. I, I in my personal opinion, I think they should have more of the cameras up. And, but it also goes back to public safety with the people who do have mental health issues and are homeless, they stand around the businesses. Yes. And nobody says anything. And I can understand why, because those who either work there or the owners of that business, you don't know what that person that person may or may not do, which then should fall on decap county i do believe has a mental health place crisis. they have a crisis they have a place where we should be using i don't know if they're not getting the funds yeah for them to but if we see this we see it and we can't ignore this because it's for their well-being for their safety as well as our safety and our children's safety. So there's a lot going on, but what do you think about the um, having more police out riding about? Do we really see them as much? Well, to answer that question, I don't see them enough because if we saw more police officers in the community, in, in the community patrolling the community, it would kind of deter these kids from doing um, illegal activities. And skipping school. And skipping school. And I think also, you remember we was riding down the street and we seen the cab, uh, what? The school, school, the decaps, police, police. Yeah, the school yeah. police. And school police. And it was kids skipping. <laughs> Though boy, they were concerned. They were concerned, but the police officer he just, just kept, kept on going. And so, like, there needs to be a level accountability. of accountability. Um, once you accept this job, your job is to be a public servant. Have some cameras on that car you know or have them to wear the same thing just that the police officer. Just tell these kids, hey, man, you got to go to school. You, you know, hey, man, you got to go to class. Yes. So, I had an opportunity to listen to Charleston White and Cam Newton podcast show the other day. And I must tell you, a lot of people may not agree with his presentation, but there is a lot of truth behind what he says. And one of the things that I like about Charleston White is his passion. Yeah, he does for have a the lot kids. of passion. And he's so truthful and it's just going to come I out mean, how it's, it's going to come out. And, and, it, and it reminds me of us how me and you are doing things behind the scene. We're not on, you know, we don't post everything that we do with the kids in the community, but people see it. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about, hey man, I'm running for Senator for this district, staff, I got you, my boy. Man, I'm telling my whole family to vote for you. Don't worry about it. The local businesses at the LA Fitness, they were like, man, where's your material at i said it's coming in 2024 we gonna but that's the thing that makes me feel good now i didn't have a couple of folks that say true porter coach porter yeah coach porter shout out i didn't had you know this one guy you know he said you do not have a chance to win in DeKalb county and i said wow okay all right but i realized i'm gonna run up against people who have that type of mindset, but it doesn't affect me at all. But going back to, you know, Charleston White, he was like, man, my passion is about kids. And that's the kids in the community. Kids in the community. That's my passion. That's what that I stand on business on that. We do things that we don't even post, talk about, but people in the community see it. And so now that the timing is right, 
for me to run for Georgia State Senate District 43, I mean, it's going to be a beautiful thing. I, I have an opportunity to make history in the state of Georgia at the Georgia State Capitol. And it's really not about that. No, it's really about bringing about change, which leads me to the letter R in Republican stands for relationships. Well, where does relationships start? They start in the home, right? Because you and I were having to talk about that. Now, and it also, well, it starts in the home, but it starts within. So, but you're going to answer this. Okay, so relationships, so important. Extremely important. Okay, so let's first, but not too long, talk about the parents, whether the parents are in the house and they're having a great relationship or if the parents are in the house and their relationship is fading or the parents are not in the house because you have one over here and then you have one over here and let's not forget that some kids do stay with the dad okay but there are some kids that do stay with the mother so if with us talking about the public safety, the kids skipping school, the crime rate going up from the year of 2020, because 2020, it was going down, but now in 2023, it has risen. Explain how and why those relationships that starts within the house and our heart. Why is that so important? Man, it's a great question. So from my perspective, I just don't see black leaders in our community. They truly care. We have gotten to a point where we are self-centered. It's about me, what I can do. I, I, I you know, I got to do this, you know, get some money, et cetera. But there's no sense of community oriented investment yeah that's gone that's gone so that's why people in the community they always tell sheila not nah, man man nobody ain't doing nothing like this what y'all doing man and y'all not even asking for no money or anything like that man we appreciate you guys man you just don't know and it's like i'm going hard for these kids like if they are my biological kids like i really care i really care sometimes it doesn't take the money sometimes it's just the time it's the time and it's just the listening it. air yeah. i mean the listening yeah. ear and just spending time with them but you know going back to the, the letter r relationships i i just no it start relationships start okay Relationship starts, starts in, in the, the home, home, but we live in different times, right? It still and does so not matter. It, it starts it, that's in that's the correct. Home. But what I'm saying, even though you 100 correct, but that's not the reality. The reality is that the parent, because of you know us black men having multiple kids from different women, and we you know over here and you know trying to play stepdaddy for someone else's kids but we are neglecting our own kids and it's causing a conflict and so that relationship is broken because the kids on this side feel like how come you're not doing this for us when they are not your biological kids but you with this other woman who has kids from someone else and so that relationship you know bridge is broken but I think we kind of know why that happens though sometimes but it's not right but can we just be real if we want to want to be a part of fixing this issue it's not right it's not it's not right at all you if you're gonna sleep around with this girl this girl which you shouldn't by the way you need to put a put a put a guy put, stocking cap yes. on or wrap but, him up with for those, but for those who have you do have a responsibility for all of your kids now let's just get to the root of this and i'm not going to be long okay it starts at home because the kids stay with you now to so my single parents you, so when you say you the single parents so it doesn't matter if you're if you're the grand sorry grandparents if you're raising 
your grandkids. I know that you're trying to do your best and all that energy and and that's a lot. And, and I'm lot sorry, and I get it, that's but I'm 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 mostly I'm talking to you, but I'm also but you're trying to do everything. Like you are just you're a blessing. Thank you. So let's talk about mom and dad. Okay, mom is with has the kids full custody of the kids, and dad is over here, but he's not taking care of the kids or whatnot. Okay, mom, this is what from a, a single mother to another single mother with three kids, I get you. But this is what we need to do. We can't spend all of our time and all of our energy wondering what the dad is doing and why the dad is not doing what it is that he's supposed to be doing. That's the one thing, okay? I know we love our kids and we're going to do that, but you got to stop doing that. The other thing is just do what you can do the best way that you can do. And at the same time, heal. Because I know that we're going to be mad at the dad, probably cursing him out, doing all types of things. And we're tired because we're doing everything. I get it. But you're going to have to heal because relationships starts with the healing process. And it's not going to be easy. But don't just think about yourself. You have to think about your kids because our kids um mimic what we do and mimic and repeat everything that we say and how we act and how we react. Now, there was a young lady when I was getting my eyebrows done and I, I believe she was saying something like this. Why does it always have to be the women that have to do this and do that? Why not? Someone has to be the mature adult person. Someone has to look at things totally differently. It's about your kids. So what I would do is I would go in prayer and I would ask God to heal me, heal my heart, give me the right words to say, tell him that you want to change whatever is on your heart all you have to do is just talk to him because that's one of the reasons why we're having issues in the community now because we don't even have a relationship with god and we're just doing things how we want to do it and when we want to do it so that's like the number one reason why we're not and then we have to learn how to talk to each other like with some women we don't know how to talk to each other we don't know how to talk to another Respectfully. man. We don't, right. We don't even know how to talk to our, 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 the children of our dad. So say if he did hurt you, I've been hurt. I've been cheated on. I've been physically, mentally abused. I've been broken. Not, not by no, me. No, by, <laughs> by my kid. And yes, I do. I do have kids. And what I had to do was I was like, you know what? If they don't want to pay child support, that's on them. But I still have a responsibility that I have to do. And I carried out my responsibility learn how to talk go somewhere where there's some people out and just start that relationship because this is the reason why our kids are doing what they're doing and we have to put some time into i know that we're working and tired but involve your kids into some of the things that you may already be doing because that would take some of the issues out too like if the mother wants to start a business or a father wants to start a business include your kids with that that is great and I appreciate what you said, Sheila, because women need to hear that coming from another woman. And oftentimes men kind of say things that we shouldn't say and a woman cannot receive that. So I hope that the women hearing this can definitely receive this with a pure heart and pure intentions. I love you. The, the, the other thing is that, you know, as it you know falls under the letter R for relationships, um, as it pertains to me running for the Georgia State Senate for District 43, is that you have to have relationships with Republicans. I'm sorry. You're not going to get stuff done. Now, I, I went online. I was doing some reading and stuff and some research, and I seen the policies that some of the Democrats, well, a lot of the Democrats, they get they get passed or they submit to the Georgia State Senate in the House to get passed. And to me, their policies are not, uh, they're not community focused to a certain extent, you know? So what I'm saying is like, by me being on this side, 
I can go to my colleagues, my Republican colleagues, and I have respect at the Georgia State Senate right now. And I can say, hey, the constituents for this district are African-Americans. They are the ones who voted me into this office, into this seat. And it's not my seat, it's their seat. But as a public servant, a servant leader, I have to demonstrate to them that I was elected to provide resources and resolve issues that plagues this community. Here's a policy that I would like to for you guys to, to entertain and also pass because part of a senator job is to manage the budget. Mm. I would like to have some of that budget allocated to this district. See, that's the difference with me. But I'm, you also have relationships with some Democrats too. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And see, that's the thing. I I, I got relationships on, on, on both sides, but those who make the decisions at the Georgia State Capitol are Republicans. And so it's a difference coming to them and say, hey man, listen, I need this for this district. I need y'all to pass this. It's believe, within the budget. I believe that they'll do that and they, too. And, and I'm telling you, the support that I've been that. getting, the, the overwhelming support that I have been getting from whites and blacks has been even some Asians. Remarkable. Asians. I'm talking about it's been Hispanics. I'm I'm talking about it's been crazy the type of support. And some people was saying that Stafford, you, you ain't gonna win because this is a predominantly Democrat uh district. But 2024, I think there'll be I'll a be having change. listen, I'll be knocking on your door. And that's one of the things that I love about the sport of boxing, that resiliency. Man, I'm resilient. Them spiritual gloves. You see these spiritual gloves? That's that's what them spiritual gloves in here. And I'm fighting spiritually. It's a spiritual warfare that I'm fighting. I'm fighting from people that look like me and people that don't look like me. I have another question with relationships. Go ahead, please. What about the relationships with law enforcement? Man, listen. I'm not even gonna lie, man. The police officers in the Cab County. <laughs> yeah, they've been A1. Man, they've been A1, man. Man, salute to the Cab County Police uh Department, man. You guys, yo, and and I got people who I know that's on the police force, but I dealt with people that I did not have a relationship. Man, okay, let me tell y'all about a situation. So it was it was man it was some years ago me and sheila we was going through it we was living in our car and we was parked by the uh the target right oh yeah yeah, the target. yeah yeah and we had man we was on the side we were just man we were just man actually i think we may have man i think we had finished praying and we were just thanking God, you know, just even in the situation that we were in, we were just still thanking him because we were just seeing how his mighty hand was moving in that situation. And so, man, two police officers rolled up on us. Oh, so you can see my hand. Nah, baby, we did this. We no, did. I put my hand out the window. Baby, uh-uh, we had did like this here. I we, believe I put my hand nah, out the window. Nah, we had raised so our hand up see. like this here. And, um... And I ain't gonna lie, most of the time, now, from a legal perspective, he could have towed the car, he could have gave us a ticket, he could have put us in his handcuffs. He they had the right to do all that. Man, it was a it was a it was a white and I think they a, were both white. I thought they were both white. They were both white. Yeah, they were, I, I I thought maybe one of them was a no. Hispanic. Both of them were white. Yes. So anyway. He came, so he had already ran the, the tag on the car. I think he just wanted to know if we were just going to tell the hey truth. Hey man, we, we told listen. The truth. First thing, first thing, first. He said, "Y'all can put your hands down." I said, "Officer, are, are you sure? I don't want no problem because you know, been seeing a lot going on in the community with police officers and 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 you know, and, and residents in the community." He was like, "Y'all good." 
So he told me, he asked, he said, what's your name? We told him my name, et cetera. He said, do you got a license? I said, yes, sir. I said, can I reach for it? He said, yes. So Sheila got hers. I got mine. So we gave it to him. And man, we explained to him. We say, hey, man, I'm just telling you, man, we just, it's just some tough times right now. And right now, as you can see, you know, uh, he saw all the books. Now, despite our living situations, oh, mercy, Sheila and I were still reading books. We still had our head in the book. We had our head in that Bible, bro. We, was, we, we, we did not deviate from who we are, and we are book readers. So he's seen the books in the back. He just, you know, he's seen everything. So he went, they ran, our license came back. He said, I, he said, you know what? Because y'all was honest, this is what I'm going to do. Um, y'all going to have to leave from over here because, you know, no one can be over here. But this is what I'm going to do. We're going to leave. Mm -hmm. And if we see y'all on the streets, we're just going to turn around. We're just going to turn around. Man, I'm telling you, man, we, we, ain't had no, we ain't had no insurance. No, everything was expired, man. I'm telling you, man, it was real. And man, I, I was like, I was like, Lord, I cannot. First of all, when he said that, my heart and my stomach, everything just dropped. I was like, man. So, man, we drove and we bust that left on uh, what what that what this Mall Parkway. Mall Parkway. He just turned around and man, he saw us, man, and he just he made a U turn. And I was like, man, God, thank you so much, man. And every time that I didn't see the DeKalb County pool, now if if it's some real illegal stuff going on, now they gonna you know do what they gotta do. But for the most part, man, like. I ain't gonna lie, man. The Cab County police officers been a one, man. Like so, I embrace law enforcement officer. As a matter of fact, Pastor Duran, mm -hmm. you know, he retired as a, a police officer. You know, it's a whole bunch of people we know: Wilson, uh, Derek Greer. Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's a lot of people that we know that are police officers, and we respect them, so we embrace them. So when you talk about relationship with law enforcement officer, hey, man, we need more police officers. Matter of fact, it's a couple of kids in our program that wants to become a police officer. And we support it. We want them to be because we need them. You know, we need them. I don't have anything. Do you have anything against the Cal County Police Officer? Do you no. have like a complaint or anything? No, they've been A1. And they've been A1. All our interactions with the Cal County uh, Police has been awesome. And then I remember that I was going to get into the uh, ankle monitoring business. And, uh, at the time, Sheriff Thomas Brown was the sheriff for DeKalb County. And so I met him at church. I told him what I wanted to do because I wanted to use the ankle monitoring as ministry. Yes, it was an opportunity to make some money, but the money wasn't the factor. The factor was me having an impact on the lives of the individuals that we would have to, you know, have that business relationship with, and they'll give me an opportunity to be able to talk to them, etc. And I think today, what gives me credibility in the community is my marriage to Sheila. Everybody in the community always call call us like the power couple, black excellence, and, and we are so humble about it. But being married for this long and not having any blemishes on my marriage gives me the respect from the guys in the hood i'm talking about the one that wear their pants down and you know just you know they call us aunt that's auntie right here and that's another thing that i believe that's going to help me be successful as i run for candidacy for georgia state senate district 43 is my marriage so that lets people know that i have stability in my life stability is with my wife which is also my campaign manager. And uh, before I forget. And precinct chair. So I got a lot going on, y'all. So, Oh, before I forget, Lady B fighting um, at the end of this month. So okay. shout out to our uh, fighter, female fighter that we sponsoring with, you know, Stafford Boxing Gear. Her name is Lady B Abbasetti. That's her name. Abbasetti from Nigeria. She's uh, having a, a boxing match uh, at the end of this month. So we wish her all the best and we appreciate the communication. Man, shout out to WhatsApp, man. You know, that WhatsApp is, man, that thing, they're serious. It gives you an opportunity to talk to people all over the world without having to spend a, 
no money. You just got to have an app, and you know it, it, it's, it's a great app. But anyway, um, moving forward, not changing the subject, but that just popped in my spirit, and I just want to give her a shout out. But the Cap County Police um, is definitely needed in our community, particularly in in in, in our district, district, because because what happened to us at the uh, nail salon when the dude was about to stab my wife and me, it took them what about an hour before they came because they lack police officer. So do I think that there are some bad police officers? Yes, but it goes with proper training and it goes with leadership. Which they should get. You, you think that if you will suggest that they get some type of training? I mean, training, training law enforcement is something, ongoing. yeah, it's, it's, it's always but ongoing. But any other type of special training or anything that you think that they might be missing out on? I believe that DeKalb County, uh, you know, if they have the people to go through training, uh, to become a police officer, that they will provide the necessary training so that the police officers can be a servant for the constituents that they, uh, you know, patrol. But shout out to CEO Michael Thurman, attorney Michael Thurman. I'm coming to knock on your door, sir. I got to have a conversation with you. We go way back. So I'm looking forward to that in 2024. Man, you know who I want to give a shout out to? Chairman Oz Nesbitt from Rockdale County. Man, me and Sheila had an opportunity to go speak with him. What it was last Monday. Mm -hmm. Man, this man hit me up in this office, man. <laughs> I swear, man, it felt like I came out the principal office, man. Because back in the day, we used to get paddles. They don't do that no more. But when I was in high school, you get called to the uh, principal office for behavioral problems. Uh, they'll call your parents, say, hey, you know, we're about to give your son a couple of paddles. Do you agree with it? Parents say, yeah, and nay. They sign off on it. But, man, it was a blessing. Chairman Oz Nesbitt is a great leader. He is a he, he is great. He's known. Man, this man here blessed us with so much game. I came out with my glass slippers on instead of my gator boots. Be like that sometimes. man he hemmed me up in that office man and i was smiling i was i was just smiling because i was like lord i hear you i hear you speaking through him and one of the things that he said that he liked about me was i was teachable and that's my servant mentality like i'm always trying to learn i want to get better i want to be a master at my craft and i want to appreciate uh chairman oz nesbitt for embracing me and my wife into your office and speaking with us in the manner in which you did, because you're absolutely correct, sir. We couldn't go anywhere else to get the information that we got. And you show confidence in me and I'm looking forward to doing business with you as I stated in our meeting. Yes. And I'm also looking forward to speaking to the residents in the district 43 we want to hear what it is that you have to say, because that's very important to us. And I'm really looking forward to talking to those who are retired as well. Mm. And I know they have a lot that they have to say. And they want and to see change. The, and they want to see change. And I'm the change. I'm the game changer. And we the game changer. And deserves that type of change. And a matter of fact, we will be out soon there are some things that we're going to be oh, doing coming so we will be out soon a matter of i'm fact, really like that a matter of fact this i'm really month, like that yeah i'm really like we that have something I'm, going I'm, on i'm i'm really like that i'm i really am i'm, I'm really like that so uh baby yeah man i want to say thank you so much man you are getting better and better as a as the host for the stafford show yeah i had some questions that i wanted to ask but i'll save that for the next time absolutely man but listen though Man, I love you, man, for love real, man, for real. I mean it, man. Like, without you, there's no me and there's no Stafford show. And shout out to, I'm sorry, to Bruce Gas, Boxing Jazz, and more. Man, shout out to Coach Porter, man. Hey, my wife was asking me where you was because she ain't seen you at the gym because she wanted to sit down and and watch you train 
I don't, you know, clients because she be picking up game. I just watch. Yeah, you know, where I, you at? But, where you at? But I know that you recently got married, so you didn't oh, like, okay. you know, the foundation, Excuse you know, me, you know et cetera. But we definitely noticed that you're not in the gym. I know, and we right? We look forward to seeing you. <laughs> and you're a good brother, man. Shout out to Coach Porter, man. That is no cappuccino. Thank With you. that being said. And shout out to Eric, too, because man, Eric has been a blessing. My boy almost said the word, boy. Eric, boy. What? Hey, man. Eric, we're talking fight. This is the reason why all this is happening For right real. here. And he's definitely man, been a blessing. My... Especially when he reached out um, today and he had told me what was going on. Man, and then he going... said he had already been working on that. And I was like, wow, look at God. God. When you have people that believe in you, and that, we that never... says a lot. Man, and we it's... haven't even met yet. Not, not yet. But I'm looking forward to meeting his wife, though. For real. I really, and, and his, too. Yeah, and his kids, shout too. Out, their kids. Yeah, shout out to the Boyce family, for real. Yes. Team Boyce, no cappuccino. Yes. But with that respect. being said, Sheila, Stafford Boxing. The making of champions.